we've all done things in our past that we're not proud of, right? And sometimes there's that fear around it of being exposed. What if somebody shares what I've done in my past? And that can cripple you because you're walking around always wondering, is somebody going to share something about me that I've done in my past? And the best way to overcome that is to you be the first person to go out and tell it. Welcome to the Love Your Brand Podcast. If you're looking for real conversations with real people, you're in the right place. Let's go! All right. All right. We live? We are live. Welcome to number 10. Zero, one, zero. The 10th episode of Love Your Brand Podcast. We welcome you along our journey. 10. We are in the mobile studio. In the hashtag side yard. Side yard. Hashtag. Hashtag side yard. If you would like to join us, please just DM us at Talon Alexander, the Love Your Brand podcast. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Anywhere and everywhere. Podcasts are playing. World domination. At a local podcast theater near you. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody is having a wonderful evening. Is it evening when they're listening to it? Mm, maybe morning. I don't know. Might be some morning people on their commute to work. Do people still commute to work these days? It changes a little bit, right? People are doing it. Mm. How's that drink? Mm. Oh, you can hear it. Can hear it, y'all. My wife will be smacking me right now. Jason. She not like the smacking, the slurping. She does not like the slurping. I don't either. That stuff drives me bonkers. My whole whole family smacks. I think it was hereditary through the the genetics. Do you chew gum? Mm. Are you one of those smackers with the gum? No, but I haven't chewed gum in quite a while now, unfortunately, and I miss it so much, especially when I'm playing basketball. I'm a, I'm I'm like an old school MJ Hooper. I've got to chew gum when I play ball. You stick your tongue out when you dunk? No, no, more more when I do it like a turnaround jump nice, shot. I don't nice. I don't dunk. I don't dunk. It's right there. Too old to dunk. But um, since I've been wearing this Invisalign. You can't, have those in now? Can't chew gum. Yeah, that's why I have a little list. So if you notice, when, if I, like I ever list. get these, my list, uh, I got a little list when you're listening. <laughs> Listen. Glistening. See, it's glistening. Glistening. With a drip, 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 drip. Check like my me drip. out. Like my drip. As, as we slide into the DMs on your podcast, on your local podcast. We in there. We in there. We got some new guests coming on in the future. They're going to be a surprise. We'll let you know soon. Then the pipeline. I think in two weeks we have our next guest coming on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. But I'm going to try to slide someone new in next week. So hopefully that's going to happen. Is that a secret? That's a secret. Surprise? I keep a, I keep a few secrets up my sleeve. All right. All right. Dude, you dressed up for this podcast. I mean, you know, normally you're showing, showing a lot with the cutoff tanks. But now, are you cold? 
I'm a little chilly. I'm a little chilly. Dude, fall weather's here now. I mean, it's starting to get cool. The nights and the mornings are perfect right now. It is my favorite time of the year. Same. It's just like spring without the pollen. I'm digging it. I am digging it. Got the TA swag. Logo. Logoed up on the side. The original. There it is. Dropped the hashtag 10 years ago. Love your brand. Still going. Still Still going going strong. strong. Still going strong. So what's happening? Dude, I was on Instagram um, last week. Do you know who Dan Bongino is? Yes. I know you do? I know that name. So he I know uh, that name. he's like a um he's conservative and has podcasts, has a show, I think the Dan Bongino show. And he recently so his his background, I, be, I believe he was CIA or no, not CIA, maybe Secret Service and um you know, in law enforcement, he was a police. So that was kind of his background. And so now he has a podcast, has a show. And he recently wrote a book called The Gift of Failure. And the whole context of the book, premise of the book is how failure is a gift and the lessons that we can learn from failure. I like it. Love it. I think uh, failure is our best teacher. And so, you know, he got the book published, put it on Amazon, put it on all the platforms to, to sell, you know, talking about his pre-launch. And he mentioned something like how I failed and all this stuff. Like I think he was on Twitter or X and, but how I failed and here's my book. And right after that, so because of his political stance, he's very conservative. And so he has a lot of people, you know, with differing political views that oppose him as haters. We talk a lot about with brands, you have haters and you have your followers. And Stephen King, you know, the author Stephen King, who's Mm -hmm. written a lot of the horror books and and all that, he reshares Dan's post promoting his book. And he's like, yeah, Dan, you are a failure kind of a thing. And Stephen King has a massive following, massive. And so Stephen King's intent with sharing it was like just to stick it to him. Like, Dan, you suck kind of a thing. And I'm listening to this video from Dan and he's talking about it. And he's like, thank you, Stephen King. <laughs> like, he's like, yes, I have failed. You're right. But because of his post, he was actually promoting the book. And so Dan's Dan Bongino's book sales like went off through the roof from Stephen King's hate speech, hate post. <laughs> and it was just incredible. Like, you know, as people that are selling books, you know, I mean, it takes a lot to get these things, number one, and to promote it. And you have somebody that despises him that actually helped take him to like number one on the book sale list. So you're telling me bad PR is good PR? Bad PR helped him. Bad, bad PR. PR helped him. And, you know, I heard this a long time ago. People were like, is, is all PR good PR? You know, because when we go into a PR campaign... Um, you know, putting out press releases, and editorial content and write-ups and all this stuff. We're putting the good stuff. And people are always like, you never want to write bad PR, you know, or have somebody write bad PR about you because it's going to hurt your brand. Does it? Because Dan just showed an example of how bad PR is what took his book off. Isn't that fascinating? 
Yes, and I think the fact that that something resonated with Stephen King enough to comment a and reshare the fact that he had a a book. Now, granted, Stephen King is like talk about book writing skills and history. I mean, he's he's pretty much a legacy in the field, right? Yeah. One so, of the greats. Yes, I would say thank you too. I, whenever I come up come out with my first book, it will be not a whole lot of pages. Whiteboardish, <laughs> right? Like uh, like Marcus Newman. It could be a picture book. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe a picture <laughs> <laughs> Or Numer. I'm sorry, I said Newman. Numer. Oh, the um, brand gap? Yeah. 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 Um man, that dude is it's amazing. But yeah, bad PR, good PR, man. I'm like, I mean, when we look, we have a form on our website. It's uh, it's kind of like, where do you stand? Brand visibility. Mm. What is your brand visibility? So we essentially an- analyze when a company comes to us, and like we need help. We want to grow our, our visibility, right? So what we focus on is we imagine you have a little footprint. Imagine like looking on a map and you see a little footprint, right? And you cover, say, a city or two. And you look at your competitor and they cover like from Mississippi east, you know, full, full east of the Mississippi or whatever nationally. And you're just like, dang, look how tiny I am. Hey, but we, what we do is we generate a plan, a growth plan take that visibility and grow that. Now that may, as you increase your visibility, you may come into these opportunities like Jay Hizzy's brought up about, you know, haters sharing your stuff or or commenting on your stuff. You know, we do this by our whole goal is to increase engagements. Now realize engagements, they may not all be good, they may not all convert to customers. They might all be not, you know, not convert to very hot leads. They may be soft leads, but at least you're having a conversation, right? Our whole goal is to put you in a place to where you can have conversations with people, right? Increase your engagement, brand visibility growth, right? Um, like I always say, when a company comes to us and they're just like, hey, we want to spend 20 grand and make 200 grand. And this is the, okay. you know, this is the formula, blah, blah, blah. This is the ratio. We'll close X amount of sales. Okay. Well, I don't like to guarantee that stuff. I think that that sets up false expectations. Uh, what we try to do is, is grow your visibility footprint, right? And and that segued, of course, with the, you know, bad PR, good PR, because you, you have to understand that when you grow your footprint, you need to do it conversationally where you can let your customers actually be a part of the, of the journey and engage, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. I think that's, you know, authenticity. We, we, we say it all the time. Talk about that all the time. You know, um, you know, you know, social highlights are cool, but I think if you can be vulnerable and let the people, you know, see your strengths and weaknesses and and then you're up front with them about 
what you're what you're trying to accomplish and why they'll appreciate it more in the long term yeah man you know we're i remember if you would ask me the question 10 years ago like is bad pr good is it helpful for your business i would have said avoid bad pr at all cost and because we're all created i mean we we don't want to make people mad you know we don't want to tick off we want everybody to like us i'm a recovering people pleaser myself (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know still working through that because you want to i mean i think it's innate we have that desire to to people please and so the thought of somebody talking bad about us i mean it can hurt your feelings kind of a thing i think you know with that you got to understand people are going to talk bad about us as people as individuals as communities as whatever as businesses as brands there's going to be people out there. And I think if you don't have people bad-mouthing you, you're really not making an impact with your brand because nobody knows what you stand for. Because people either align with what you stand for or they don't align with what you stand for. So fast forward to present day, my thoughts have totally changed on that statement. Bad PR is a great thing for a business. I'm not saying that should be your goal to get bad PR. but you know, think of when somebody goes to to search on Google or any search engine and they type in a brand or a person. And if you have good things that pop up, bad things that pop up, you know, there's regardless, you're getting exposure. And we as individuals, what what could have been used for evil or for something bad can actually be used for good. So depending on the audience that finds it, we get to make a decision if a brand is good or bad or is making an impact or is not. And just because a platform tells us that this company is bad or has done bad things or is unethical or whatever it is, you know, we still get to make that decision. And so it's increasing your reach. There's more links that are popping up in SEO. Uh, there's more that's being shared online. Um, so I think, I think it's very healthy to leverage bad PR. and. One thing I think that is very beneficial that I've learned is like, we've all done things in our past that we're not proud of, right? And sometimes there's that fear around it of being exposed. What if somebody shares what I've done in my past? And that can cripple you because you're walking around always wondering, is somebody going to share something about me that I've done in my past? And the best way to overcome that is to you be the first person to go out and tell it. It's like when you expose those secrets and you communicate it, people can't get you anymore because you were the one that laid it out there. For me to walk out and be like, hey, I've done this, I've done that, you know, wasn't proud of this or that, then it's done. And the haters, they can't, they try to expose you. You're like, I've already said that. Yeah, yeah, I've done that kind of a thing. It's the same with brands. If we make a mistake, if we do something wrong, own it and communicate it. You know, that's the right approach because we don't expect perfection with people. We don't expect perfection with companies and businesses. Everybody makes mistakes. It's how you respond to the mistake that shows the true values and shows the true integrity and character of a business or a brand or a person. Totally agree. Totally agree. Xavier, you need to hit us up. 
I thought I bought fake Zevia. <laughs> it's true. I said, I said, Rachel, the gas station guy. Rachel, where did you get the Zevia? I don't even, I don't even believe this is Zevia. I think, I think you bought this. At, I don't know, Big Lots or something. I'm just like, I, I still can't believe it. I, I know Retro's back in. Look at Pepsi, but come on now. So I, uh, I don't know if most of our listeners even know what Zevia is. Now, don't call it a healthy soda because well, I think soda's healthy, but it's a sugar. soda that is created with without a lot of the artificial crap that goes in most sodas. It doesn't have much in it. Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm watching. Uh, can y'all see over here, Cameron? Can you see him <laughs> pulling that thing away? I yeah. do the same thing, bro. Uh, citric acid, stevia. Okay, stevia leaf e- e- extract. extract. So not much. It is about the healthiest you can get besides some, some bubbly water with a little lemon. Well, hold on. See, so you always get into this with people. They say it's the healthiest soda. So is that when you're drinking that, is that creating health in your body or is it a less toxic? <laughs> hey, less toxic, right? Kidding, but I not love really. It. Love it. But I mean, you picked that up. They rebranded. I'll be honest. Ziva, if you hear me, I don't like the rebrand as much as the original. Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe y'all if y'all thinking. sponsor our next episode, I'll, I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> send us a it few. Grow th- on me. Send us a few cases so we can what? do some focus groups. <laughs> do some focus groups around. We'll set it in the background over here. Oh goodness! Yeah, gracious. that's how we roll. Hey, when you're a startup podcast, hey, you know, that bad PR is good PR. That's right? What I'm saying. Yeah, hey, we it's can, exactly we can, what we're we talking can, about. We can bring it back. I mean, you know, your customers might be confused. They literally might just be walking on by. But I'd be curious if they did like a focus group. Did they ask their customers? Because we talked about, I think, in the last episode. If you want to go back to episode nine? Really talked about rebranding and. When to rebrand, how to rebrand, how Elon Musk has done that with space or not SpaceX X versus Twitter. And so I think most companies, they don't do that work of letting the audience tell them, letting their market tell them about a rebrand, like a current perception of the current brand. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, what just hit, hit me is anybody to list, anybody listening, I won't. To have some business owners on this show, um, they can be startups, seasoned, uh, serial entrepreneurs, just anything that they think, anybody that, that thinks they can shed some light and, and give some helpful, you know, just helpful insight on, on the ups and downs, trials and tribulations. Anything that we can share to hopefully give our listeners a step up because I'm not going to last rat race. You know, every, everybody and their grandmother's a online entrepreneur now, nowadays, right? Experts. Yeah, experts. 99% of the community are, are marketing experts and, and brands. Such a vague term. People, um, and growth specialists and We'll scale your business a hundred times in six months. One hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, but that's it's hard. Like, I mean, you see these 
So being a marketer, like a lot of times I'll, when I see the ads that I get through social media, sometimes I click on them on purpose, knowing how it's going to work, knowing that I'm going to get retargeted. And I click on it to see, all right, when I get retargeted with this ad, what is the message? And then, you know, to do it again. So I can see their processes. And then I even click on it to take me to their landing page, read their sales copy, read everything about it and watch the video. Click on the link for a lead magnet that they're offering me. Enter my email address. See the next page. See the upsell. Then see the upsell on top of that. Like I go through the entire funnel for some of these companies just to see what they're communicating. And a lot of times I've written funnels for my own business or for clients based on what these good ones are doing. Like um, I think Russell Brunson, you know, founder of ClickFunnels and so many other things and how he creates these. They're really good. You know, but all that to say, like, there's a lot of noise, you know, for business owners when they're out there, like if they're looking for help with marketing or branding or all this. And you see, hey, make $100,000 in 90 days or your money back, do this and that. We've talked about it before, you know, hey, you want four Lam- Lambos like I have or look at this mansion, welcome to my crib, you know, kind of a thing. And I mean, it, it's hard to, you know weave through that noise and find somebody that's authentic that truly can help grow your business because everybody is an expert these days and you can create online real estate to where your little business in your garage looks like a multi-billion dollar industry. But I mean, that goes into perception and brand perception and how it's not a bad approach. It's not a bad strategy because it's all about how people perceive your brand. But there's just, there's so many fakes out there. And honestly, it ticks me off when you have the authentic people that are just trying to make a living, grow their business, make an impact in their community, reach people through impactful solutions to their problems. And you have these little snakes that are, that are trying to prey on these innocent victims. Mm. Yeah, it's very, it's very confusing nowadays. Um, It's very noisy, you know. So I coined, you know, break, break through the noise right when I created Love Your Brand 10 years ago. It was noisy then. Heck, now you can't even hear, right? So, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how do you measure apples to apples? How do you even know what you're getting? I mean, you, you, you get inundated with communications saying, hey, we, we can do this. We can do that. Right. And you've got price points all from a hundred bucks to one hundred thousand bucks, right? And yeah, I can see it's it's so confusing, like well, what you're getting and, and and why you're getting it, right? And then you've got these these salespeople that are just like just driven, you know they 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 have all these sales tactics and just to get you in in the door and then to upsell you. And then what? You don't go anywhere. It's, it's, it's no bueno. No bueno. Companies really need to look at their the long game when it comes to facilitating their, their customer base. Once again, I'll say it again, marketing versus branding. They're, they're pushing. Marketing is pushing. Branding is pulling. 
Branding is creating a community. Branding is creating a, a legacy. Evoking emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing is like, heck, we got to get money for this quarter, right? Then what do we got to do for next quarter? You know, I'm not saying you don't do marketing. They've got to work with one another, you know, very intricately. Sometimes not so much, but people just don't look at the brand strategy portion of it. They, they, they constantly they get those terms confused. So they come in and they call, they call it what they really want is just marketing, right? Pushing, pushing, pushing. They're not interested. They don't have the vision or I don't want to say they don't have the vision. They're in the state of everybody wants everything now. You know, they're thinking like, Five years from now, no way. That's way too long. I'm looking at five months from now. If that. If that. I want it five weeks from now. There you go. You know, it's like, oh, gosh. I think the hard thing with marketing is that there's so many uncertainties and no guarantees that if you spend this, you're going to get this. So, like, if a company invests marketing dollars, with an agency to help them. You, you don't know if I give you X dollars that you're going to produce X dollars. It's a test. That's what marketing is. And so like, let's say in apparel line, you know, you spend 50 bucks, you're going to get this t-shirt, pair of pants, shoes for that. It's very black and white. You know, marketing is all gray area into where I think that gives a lot of people hesitation to move forward with something because they're like, all right, so you're going to do these ads for me. You're going to do this SEO for me. It's going to cost me X dollars. And you want a three-month plan or a six-month plan. You want me to spend total of this and that. What are you going to generate for me from that? And you can't say, we're going to get you X. Um, it's, that's a hard pill for people to swallow because you can't guarantee it. And then you could even have, I've worked with clients in the past, like, I think some chiropractors, and brought a ton of leads in no but then you have to define are they quality leads are they people where are they in the buying cycle you know are they ready to buy is it time to nurture them you know because i think most people don't view marketing from the perspective of you get a lead you nurture them and over time you sell them there's times where you could sell them immediately because they may be further along in the buyer cycle but they don't understand that. And like you said, they want it now. They want it five months from now. They want it five weeks from now. And so you're telling me I have to nurture these people for a year before they buy? Depending on the industry, depending on the product, depending on the service that you're selling? Yeah. It might take one month for this, but it may take 12 months for this. Are you willing to do the work for that? And so I think it's hard you know, for people to swallow that pill. And when they look at it from that perspective, it makes them just say, well, I'm not going to do anything. And then they feel, well, I'm not losing money because I didn't make the investment. But in fact, they are losing money because they didn't make the investment. Yeah. Truly, <clears throat> it's a lot running a business. I mean. <sighs> scary. It's scary. I mean, you got to think, you know, you. You start paying yourself and you're just like, oh, I'm making all this money. No, you're not making this money. <laughs> you got to take out 
all this other money that you're paying yourself and then what you need to pay for taxes and all your hard costs and your software. So, yeah, net, great. So a company can be, you know, five mil net, but profit, stinking, sinking ship, right? So it's all about, you know, your margins, your profit. And uh, you, you've got to consider that with your brand strategy when you're, when you're building up your business with a, a three-year plan, five-year plan. Now, I'm not saying don't focus on this year because we do it all the time. You've got to break things up into bite-sized, tangible, you know, strategies, right, where you can take the next step. So we like to call them sprints, right, phases. Like that. Um, you've got to get – You've got to, you know, the best way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time, right? One bite. One bite at a time. So, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Keep going, man. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Take it. Where are you taking it? I'm us? just saying, somebody's got to hear it. Like, don't <laughs> be, ah, I don't want to say, I don't want to turn people away from it, but I don't think a lot of people realize, I I almost think it's been advertised and marketed so heavily that, hey, build your own business, build your own side hustle, make enough money, quit your day job. You know, I mean, geez, they make it look so easy. You can have eight jobs in one day and, you know, make a hundred grand a piece and, and work 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on now. I know you've seen these ads. Why is everybody not doing that? And you may you may have tried a couple of these, um, honestly. But, yeah, solve problems. Someone once told me, you know, the best, best business idea is the solution, right? There's a problem, solve it. Now, I think a very wise theologian, Vanilla Ice, once said, if there was a problem, you'll all solve it. Check out. <laughs> that's my karaoke uh, song by the way oh really that's my number one mm. you better hit bulls out a kid don't play if there was a problem yo i'll solve it check out the hook while my dj revolves it actually were you were you at my 40th birthday party i was i did it then did you leave by then maybe i think i it was late it was like midnight we had the band that was playing under the carport you know with the yeah. lights when they left, they left the mics up and they started playing that song. So I went up, whoever was still at my house, sang a little vanilla ice, a little ice ice baby. Well, I'm sure somebody recorded it somewhere. Well, it's recorded. I, um, we'll see if I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> But I do like karaoke. Oh, awesome. Awesome. But you know, even that, like we talk about branding and as a business, you can post stuff like that, just inviting people into your life. Because behind every big brand, there's people. People are what comprise a brand. And we're in a time with social media and the evolution of social media of how it's the people now that have to be the face of the brand instead of the brand elements, the logo and a big company and a big corporation. They want to see the people. And so, with that, you know, if listeners out there on what do we post? Invite people into your story. Invite people into your environment of things. If you went and did karaoke, 
you know, you're helping out in your community, things that matter to you that are important to you, post that. So then when people come across that, it's what we talk about all the time. Like attracts like. And then you're going to build a community where the like is there, trust is there. And when you ask for the sell, which is a solution to their problem, they're more inclined to move forward with you. Yo, I'd solve it. So what'd you just say? Yo, I'd solve it. Um, I'd solve it. Internal, you know, brand strategy goes both ways, external and internal. You know, you, you've got to have a brand strategy internally for your, for your corporation, for your company. Right. Um, I've did marketing campaigns and, and, and strategies and, and brand strategies for companies that were all internal face. Now they were, they were larger in scale where they have so many people where they have to communicate with mass, you know, media and messaging, right? Yeah. Um, have trips, retreats, um, you know, emails, contests, you know, you, you've got to empower your people. Uh, to get involved and and become a part of your brand of the larger picture, right? Because they're your biggest salespeople. It's you know, it's like now with TA, if if someone wants to join the team, I don't even talk to them. I let I let whoever is going to be working with them talk to them, and they're just like, hey, this is what it's like. This is what you'll be doing. You know, they're better at, at communicating the experience and the culture than I am because, you know, right. I'm, I'm out of the loop. They're more in the business. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of the business. So you're working I'm, on the business. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can tell them kind of where we're going. Right. And that's, that's cool. But I think it's, it's very beneficial for someone to, to kind of understand the nuts and bolts. Right the nooks and crannies, like, what is it like, you know, am I going to wake up and just want to, just want to run and hide, or am I going to get a fan and tie my mouse to it and just let it go back and forth, you know, <laughs> I knew somebody that did that, just FYI, a mouse, <laughs> a mouse, they had a fan, a rotating fan, oh, it, a computer mouse, a, a computer mouse, I'm thinking mouse, I'm sorry, and it literally went back and forth, oscillated. And he let that he let it do it for like four or five hours a day. <laughs> Such a big business they didn't even notice for like six months. Which I mean, hey, some people might say, Yay, you just got six months of pay for nothing, but you know, you gotta be a pretty substantial business to let that go for six months. You know, me personally, we're not in that position. Dude, there's actually a product. <laughs> you can look this up. There's a product, it's a device that you put the mouse in and it will move it around for you. Oh, wow. You know, because so you have companies, you have companies that, well, and look, they saw a problem and they created Yo, a solution. Solve it. That's how it works. They did the vanilla ice. We're going to brand that. <laughs> you know, they pulled a vanilla ice. You know, there was a problem and they solved it. You know, but I mean, it's crazy. You look at some of these products that are created and it's like, these are the dumbest things ever. But dumb products are created every day because it's like if the market wants it, it's going to get created. Um, it's wild. As seen on TV. Yeah. 
mouse to the oscillating fan. <laughs> Back and forth. That's next level right there. Oh, that's so next level. That's amazing. So I think the moral of the story got off on some tangents, but if you know our show notes, we're going to go sideways and upside down. We don't know mm. where this thing's going. If you got bad PR out there with your brand, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. You know, think of reviews. Go on Amazon, go on Google reviews. If you have a bad review, it's going to happen. The best way to combat bad reviews is to bury them with good reviews. And so if I have a business and I only have five reviews and one review is a bad one, that means 20% is a bad review. That's a lot. But once you get up to 10 good reviews, 50 good reviews, 100 good reviews, that one bad review is going to get buried. It's going to get outweighed by all the good. So just keep showing up and don't let a bad review, don't let negative talk, bad PR get you down. It's not worth it. Because it's going to increase your exposure. And it's unavoidable. Think about it. I mean, hospitals. Hospitals. Google's are gonna Google's gonna Google's. find you. They're gonna create a listing. People are gonna start leaving reviews. Have you ever went and looked at a hospital reviews? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> but you would probably go anyway if you really Do had that right to. after we push cancel this in this <laughs> podcast. Holy cow. So, you know, Google, you know, is constantly crawling across it's, it's scary smart. You know, it's AI integrated. You know, a new loca- location pops up. You don't even have to hardly create your own listing anymore. I mean, and you've got all these other subdirectories that are constantly crawling the internet. The moment you pipe up, they catch wind of you, it could be through a post. You're, you've got automatic directories being created if you control them or not. So, do you want to be somewhat in control of, of what's going on? online or do you not want to be right that's what i always tell people they're like ah, i really don't want to you know do seo or work on any visibility because we don't want to you know have views or do any of this but you're going to have it either way but the only question is do you want to have access and be able to respond accurately you know and and have any say in the matter, or do you just want to let technology run with it, create their own brand? <laughs> yeah. Their own brand image of you, because that's what they'll do. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you got them no matter what. There's no way around it. So the moral of the story is don't look up hospital reviews. <laughs> it's <laughs> the first thing i'm gonna do what is that about us don't do this and we want to do it oh we're man. weird humans are weird true story man i went uh we were camping this weekend uh not really camping glamping glamping rvn right we we're in the, the mobile podcast studio. slept in your studio slept in the studio and uh my buddy cut his finger with an axe not bad Deep enough to where he need a little, a few stitches. We're out, out in the mountains, so he's looking up the the, the closest hospital or emergency room or somewhere where he can get a tetanus shot. Because I guess the axe been sitting out there for a week; it was all rusted up or whatnot. It'll boost your immunity if you're exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, he's his own. So they found a place. 
was in the middle of the woods, just a house. And uh, said, you know, the guy called and was like, yep, we don't do insurance, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tetanus shot for X amount. Do this, this, this. Let's come on over. So they get there. He said, it's about midnight. And the guy says, I'm on the way. So they're sitting there. Next thing you know, about 15 minutes later, they see these red and white lights coming up through the mountains. And they're at this little, like this random house. And the guy gets there and he's got like a whole x-ray room. Uh, in his van? No, like oh, in, in this house. little house. But I guess he just sees retired and he's like ex-vet, vet, uh, veteran, and he, he does this on the side because you're up in the mountains. It's, hey, you're, you're options up. are limited. Options are limited. And said they came up and was like, here, here you go. You know, slapped some diosporin on it, wrapped it up, you know, got the shot. Boom, here you go. And gave him a Venmo pad and said, that'd be $250. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I won't charge you for the for the shot and this and that. And uh, anyway, the guy said it was just an awesome experience because <laughs> <laughs> it was so unique. And uh, and said, that's how medical should be, right? I mean, it, 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 it wasn't any politics. How should medical be? Just a cabin in the woods. I mean, just <laughs> the availability, the yeah. no BS. It's just like, you know, no. No jumping through hoops. No jumping through hoops. Hurdles and insurance. But I don't know how we got to this. I, I was going to say, where he are you might gonna... not have Google reviews. That might be the one person that going? might not have Google reviews. <laughs> might not be a location on the map. Hey, but could no, actually, they found them on Google. So scratch that. I'm hey, not... but here's a question: Would you rather work with somebody like that as an example that has no reviews, or that only had a bad review? Like, take the risk of no reviews, or reading that. Hey, don't don't go to this guy. Whatever you do, oh man. See, I'm torn because nowadays you're in. You got to think with AI, and then you got companies that buy reviews. Yeah, you right. You got Amazon that's been known. Most of them are paid reviews. Uh, so, and everybody's like read reviews, read reviews. But honestly, nowadays I. I look at the reviews and this with a grain of salt, and you know, I do my due dil- due diligence. And if it's like I read the content of the website and uh, they were re- referral, and I talk to the person, gauge his knowledge. Reviews don't matter to me, but they matter to a lot of people. I know my wife she takes say she takes reviews quite seriously. Well, they matter to me as well. Uh, I'm like your wife. Because, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's a both and for me. Because think of when we go to Amazon as an example. Type in whatever product and there's thousands there. Which one are you going to click on? You're going to quickly scroll and see the stars. If there's two, two out of five versus a four and a half out of five, you're going to click on the four and a half out of five first before the two. So it carries weight. And when you click on the product, you'll quickly look at the pictures. You'll look at a little description. But you scroll down, and the way I do it, I read the five stars, a few of the five stars to see the most positive brand experience, and then I click on the one stars and see what's said. And so often, when you read the reviews, it could be something like UPS, you know, destroyed the package, this and that, blah, 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 which had nothing to do with the product. 
had to do with something that was out of their control, but they still gave them a one-star review. So just because you look high level at, well, this is only a three, you read the reviews, it can say, there's nothing related to the product. And so reviews are important to me, but I don't live and die by them. Right. And now you've got review strategy where, where companies will get your review right when you get the product or tested and, and used in order to get a heavy discount or a free bottle of this or, or whatnot. So, yeah, a lot of those reviews could be fluff. But, I mean, but if you read them, you could tell, right? For the most part, yeah. For the most part. You but you're tell. right, everybody, you start questioning. You're like, is this real? Is this serious? Yeah. You know, because I'll be honest, I don't leave a lot of reviews on products that I purchase. Um, if there's something that I truly love, mm. like I love the whole brand experience as an example, the packaging when it shows up, the customer support, you know, the follow-up emails that I get, whatever it is, it's like, this is so well thought out. Um, I will go and leave a review. It's few and far between, you know, because like, that doesn't like happen. How many? How many reviews do you think you've left in the last year? Three. Three. And, but out of those three, probably two of them were people that asked me. Mm. And so like, let's say a chiropractor, my personal chiropractor, mm. I'm big fans of them. They're friends of mine and love them to death. It's lost the light. Um, that light, my light right there. Can you still see me? I can. All right. But they were personal friends of mine and they, they asked, they were like, would you write a review? And it was, though it was asked, it, everything I wrote was completely heartfelt and honest and pure. Um, because a lot of times you just don't think to go write a review. So just because you didn't write it doesn't mean there's a negative experience. We're just not sitting here twiddling our thumbs like, hey, what are some, some positive brands that I'm working with today that can go write a positive review? And so it takes asking sometime, like, how is your experience with us? And because if somebody says it's, it's terrible, it's awful, I'm not going to follow that up with, well, would you go write a review for us? But if they say, you know what, y'all take care of my family, you do a great job, I love what you stand for, blah, 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 you're going to be like, that's great. Would you, would you be open to leaving a review? So I would suggest that every brand needs a whole process and strategy around that brand strategy of just reviews, right? 100%. Because that's a way to grow your business. You, got, you just said, I left one review this year. I left two because someone asked me. Right. So, but that, so listen, why, why did I write that one review? It was because of the way the brand showed up and it impacted me. Mm. And so if you, if you take something away from that, that means all these other brands that I've received in the mail, they didn't impact me with their presentation, with their branding, with their messaging, with all those elements that we talk about often of what encompasses a brand. And so if those companies would focus on that aspect of it, would they get more reviews? Potentially. If their audience is like me, that's wired that way, that I, I love the feel of paper, you know, finding the right paper. I love when you open a box and the messaging is clear as it guides you through that experience. Because when you open a product and you buy a product, it is an experience. It can be an experience. Are you just getting a brown cardboard Amazon box and there's a box inside that's just thrown to the side? Or is it unwrapping and seeing it and feeling it and experiencing it to where you feel like I am number one? They're not sending this to millions of other people. They're sending it just to me. 
So company, if you got a five star review from Jay Hizzy, nineteen seventy eight, five star review, you need to look at that review and dissect it. Dissect it. That is your blueprint. That's the blueprint. <laughs> the Jay Hill blueprint. Jay Hizzy, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy eight. My birthday. It's my birth year. I I. Well, I think we covered. The light cut off, so I think that's our cue to end this. Yeah, yeah, we've been at it. Um, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for, for joining us on the Love Your Brand podcast. If you would love to come on and tell us your story, we would like to share your story with the world. We want to know how it began and how it's going and everything in between. We welcome you to join us on this journey. Have a good evening. See you next time. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening and joining us on the Love Your Brand podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember, share the love.